on the road to the crown of Egadon in order to bring the heart of the void to the top of the world. The party, guided by Vale's lieutenant, a sanguine named Corio, took a small rest by a roadside on their way to what they heard was a vast refugee camp. As they settled down for the night and a storm rolled over from the horizon, a caravan of refugees set up camp just on the other side of the road. The party assisted them and met their leader, a disheveled man named Hayden Cretch. It was not long after, as the night and storm grew more intense, that another caravan arrived, this one carrying a band of troubadours, led by one Florian Moscow. Now, with the troubadours' performance in full swing, Mick on the stage, accompanied by one of these troubadours, a woman by the name of Ilaria de Arsoche. Mick and Ilaria now have free reign. To begin the performance, the many hungry faces of the refugees and even a few of your party members looking up at you. Mick doesn't strike the first note, not giving too much instruction, but will wait for Alaria to begin her part of this duet. Yes, and as Alaria eyes you and then begins to play, she had given you, if you remember, some small instruction in the progression of this sort of lover's ballad that the two of you would perform. But mostly it's going to be up to kind of improvisation on your part. Though you have garnered the major beats and movements. Knowing this and from Alaria's uh, instruction, Mick is going to start off gently, softly with the lute, do a little strum, add some pauses, would start kind of as this relationship, so to speak, on stage between Alaria and, and Mick, kind of slow and maybe a little timid, but then all of a sudden we'll go into a deep strum onto her lute and we'll, the music will start to intensify and start to be a little more passionate. And you can see that Alaria is also echoing this as Mick as a conversation almost in this song. Oh, yes. She's 100% matching you beat for beat. Why don't you roll performance for me? Oh, excellent. Anything less than a nat 20, and Vamak is not going to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Um, Mick got a 27. Perfect. The audience is enraptured. You see Luna out in the stands, her face just alight with joy. And many of these refugees who seemed somber and dour moments ago are tapping their feet. And you see smiles creeping upon their faces. You see children clapping and dancing between the stands. However, outside of this performance space, Val, who remained in the refugee camp with Hayden and the sick, you notice that Hayden is nowhere to be seen. Did he tell me he was going to the performance? Yeah, he kind of hinted at it and made a more definite declaration that he wouldn't. So it is strange that he's not here. Okay. Val is very uneasy. This whole situation has some sort of on edge. I think he is like sort of has a hand over the heart of the void, like in a little over it to make sure it is there and to make sure that, you know, anybody who might try to sneak in and pickpocket him for some reason would touch his hand in order to do that. Ugh, I mean, I'll get up and sort of look around for him just in the camp, but I don't know that he would venture very far outside of the camp at first. Why don't you roll perception and then also Brynir, who's on the fringes of the refugee camp, just between, you know, this performance space and where all the sick are being housed. Why don't you also roll perception for me? Nine. Seventeen. 
All right. Neither of you actually see anything amiss, funnily enough. There's no sign of Hayden. And looking around, Brynir, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. And as you continue to observe the refugees sitting in their benches and watching the show and those that have remained behind. And same goes for you, Val. Okay. Val will just return to where he was sitting before. Keep an eye out for Hayden, but yeah, he's going to stay here. Where's Rolandir went behind stage? Yeah, he's kind of at like a side position, so he's trying to keep an eye on the back. Mainly, he's keeping an eye on Florian as he kind of goes back and forth doing the hosting stuff and going backstage. Why don't you roll perception for me then? Yeah. 15. You spy Florian milling about behind the stage, seem to be coordinating the different acts as he ushers Mick and Ilaria on stage, and then whoever's next waiting in the wings. And then one moment he's there, and one moment he's gone. As this applause rises from the performance area during a small break as Ilaria and Mick move into the second act of their ballad. Rolander's gonna peek more. He's gonna move himself to try and track him down. He thinks that he's gonna go first, like, backstage, further backstage. All right, let's roll another perception check, then, as you're looking for signs of him. Or perhaps investigation would be more in line. That is going to be 19. You don't find any trace of him as you're moving about, and a few of the troubadours even come up to you and explain that you should make your way to the front, that perhaps it's best that you're not back here. Yeah, so he he spends a couple minutes back there looking for these signs, doesn't turn anything up, and then he's going to return back to where he had been and mainly keep his focus now on Mick and as many of the others in the audience as he can. All right, Mick, why don't you do another performance role as you move into this midpoint of the ballad and things are really getting heated on stage. Intensifying, I'm assuming. Uh, Mick rolled a 19. You do fall a little behind Alaria here, missing a few steps, but she picks up the pace and she picks up the slack for you both and the audience is none the wiser. And between the two of you playing off each other, both wielding your lutes with the utmost expertise, she whispers to you, sort of stage whisper that really only you can hear, and she says, A few false steps here and there, but no worries, my dear friend. We're going into the third act now, and this one gets a little intense. Don't worry, that won't happen again. I won't fall behind, I promise. Carry on. No, no. I trust you completely. Just follow my lead, dear. Mick will give a shirk nod towards her and will continue in the performance. The two of you will cross the stage, will cross each other, making this much more than just a musical performance, almost a sort of dance as you glide past each other. And again, the audience is completely enthralled. Not a single gaze from the refugees is anywhere but on the two of you. And then, who's got the highest passive perception? Out of Rolandir, Brynir, and Val. My passive's 17. Yep, that's, okay. that beats mine. Mine's 14. Mine's 15. Then it is Val that notices just this dash of bright color behind one of the wagons in the refugee camp, and then it's gone. I'm going to go check it out. I don't like this. <laughs> As you move through the camp, you hear some groans and grumbles from those who are sick or injured still that you and Hayden and the others have been tending to. And as you move behind one of these wagons, you see these deep footprints in the mud uh, that seem to be these very you know, pronounced boot prints that 
racking your brain, you could probably easily trace back to Florian. Though you don't see the man himself. Okay, I'll follow them, going as quickly as I can, but maybe also trying to sneak. (laughs) Alright, roll stealth if you want to. Okay, calc 20. Moving ahead silently, you hear the tail end of a conversation, and just, you hear Florian say, Then, settled. And Hayden give a gruff, And you hear Florian moving back toward you, in fact. And he passes by without incident. You see his trademark boots then making those very same footprints. And he walks back. And you can spy Hayden just around the corner, running a hand through his hair, seemingly dissatisfied in some way, shape, or form. But then he starts moving back into the camp and enters a wagon that's not his own. I'm going to follow Hayden. All right. As you follow Hayden into this wagon, just taking a few steps up these stairs that lead into the open doorway... He glances back at you, not really surprised at your presence, and says, Can I help you? Has something happened? Hmm? Happened? Well, with what now? I saw Florian. Yes. And? So did I. You have settled something with him? Not sure what you're getting at. Val will give him a look that is like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He continues to just pack these bags. They seem like some of the refugees, like travel sacks and such, that he's just folding clothes and goods and putting them away. Ooh, does he seem to me to be, like, charmed or enchanted in any way? Like, someone has cast magic on him? Roll Arcana. Okay. You would think I was proficient in that? I'm not. (laughs) It's a 21. He seems to be acting completely of his own volition. At least, magically speaking. I will leave and go after Florian. You certainly try to, and on your way out of the refugee camp, you actually bump into Rolandier, who's just, again, on the edge of this performance space. He is a little startled, because he has been, you know, pretty honed in on the stage and on those uh, within the audience. And he just says, Oh, don't sneak up on me like that, Val. (laughs) Have you seen Florian? No, I've been looking for him. He was backstage one minute, and then the next he was gone. I I saw him briefly. He was speaking with Hayden, and Hayden denies that that was the case. Sort of, to a degree. I won't get into the details. Did Hayden mention or seem any way threatened, or... I don't know. It's hard to say. He is packing up belongings that do not belong to him. Your conversation is cut short by arousing applause and standing ovation as Mick and Ilaria's performance comes to a climactic end. This crescendo of lutes and footwork ringing out throughout this open-aired space, and the refugees just eating it up. Florian then appears on stage, behind the pair, and leads them both in an eccentric bow. As the applause settles down, he thanks the refugees for their patronage and for Mick's inclusion in the performance and then wishes everyone well and concludes the festivities. The refugees stand a bit lighter in their step and work their way slowly out of the troubadours' erected space and back to their own meager wagons. Something's going on. I don't like this. I have not liked any second of it. I think I might linger a little longer here, make sure all of ours get out. Uh, We hadn't left anyone back at camp. We all came to find the rest of you, but 
once we are all gathered, I mean, I don't have any concrete evidence that anything is amiss. Perhaps we should just go back to our own campsite and watch. Corio actually appears right beside the two of you, and she says, You found something? Ugh, gosh, all of you sneaking around. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing concrete, no. Interesting. I don't. If you wanted to try to talk to Hayden Rolandia, perhaps you would have more luck, I don't know, persuading him to speak? Genuinely persuading, not <laughs> by the fist. You met as well, he is coming this way. And you see Hayden actually traipsing toward the troubadours and the stage with a couple packs slung across his back. Okay. Taking a couple steps forward and then turning back around and whispering to Val and Corio, Rolandier says, gather the others, just keep an eye on everyone. I'm going to go talk to Hayden. And then he beelines it for Hayden. Hayden notices you coming and kind of switches direction and heads into the throngs of refugees and just starts zigging and zagging throughout them working his way to stage right and then around the back, putting a fair amount of distance between him and yourself. Interesting. Yeah, Rolander's going to follow, quickly. You push through this crowd that is quickly dissipating, and then as you reach this side of the stage where he ducked behind, he actually comes right out, and you almost run right into him. And he goes, ah, Rolander. <laughs> Hayden. And Rolander kind of grips him friendly on the shoulder, just saying... <sighs> Quite the show. I didn't think you'd come to see it. He gives you a small smile, and you notice that the things he were ca was carrying, he is no longer carrying. No, I thought I could just use... Ah, well, some kind of break. It's a long, hard day. A long, hard day ahead. Yes, for all of us. Um, did you happen to see Florian back there? No, no, I did not. Ah. He was just on stage, though. If you needed to catch him, I don't suppose he's gone far. Actually, speaking of that, I... One of those of my group, Valmes, he mentioned that he had seen something of Florian speaking with you back at camp. I, I'm not sure exactly what he thought of it, but just want to make sure. Is everything all right? Yes, yes. We're good and saddled and outfitted for the road tomorrow. Okay. Does he seem genuine in that? As far as you know. All right. Do you want to roll against it? Yeah, would that be insight? Insight, yes. Insight him. Insight! It's a 16. Nothing he said was a lie. Okay. Rolandier gives him a sincere but wary smile and, well, do you and yours need anything before we head back over to camp? I think we do need to get some sleep before tomorrow. No, you all have done quite enough. More than enough. Be well. Be well. And Rolandier grips his shoulder again and he's gonna move back to backstage as well, looking for Florian. A little ways backstage, Mick and Ilaria are actually just changing back into your street clothes, I guess I should say, out of this performance garb. And she kind of just cracks her knuckles and looks at her fingers, a little calloused even now after that performance, some a little bloody, and she says, Gods above, that was good. You are good. Are you sure you're not going to stick around much longer? Oh my, Alaria, that was a thrill of a lifetime. I'll tell you, I enjoy so much being back on the stage. I want to thank you for giving me that opportunity, and please thank Florian for me. It, it is getting late. I, I should be off. Thank you, though. Lovely to meet and perform with you. If our paths ever cross again in the future, perhaps we could do it again. And Mick will wink at her. What's your passive perception then, Chris, for Mick? Perception, it would be, I would add eight. Okay, so 18. 
you do notice a flit of Alaria's eyes out the window to her side, and she says, why don't you just stay a moment longer? If nothing more than to chat, I would honestly love to know where you learned some of these techniques. I'm sure you could impart a few upon me. I'm far, far from a master such as yourself. <laughs> Alaria, please, you're making me blush. As I said, it's, it is getting late. Toodaloo! And Mick will, before she gets the chance to intercept her, will turn on her heel and start walking towards their encampment. You exit the wagon and see just the absolute tail end of a young boy and a young girl that seem to be in refugee garb being kind of ushered into one of these troubadour wagons. So where is everybody? Just just so I'm aware. So Rolandier is actually pretty close to Mick right now, right? He's somewhere backstage. Right after you see this happening, you notice Rolandier coming around one of the edges of the stage. Real quick, I do want to get a bead on, now that the performance has ended, where is Vamok and where is Brynjir? Because Val, you said Val was going back to camp? I think Val is anticipating that Luna will return to the refugee camp and is therefore there waiting for her. Okay. And then Vamok and Brynjir are... Vamok, after the performance ends, was standing right outside, like, backstage to intercept Mick as soon as she, like, gets out. All right. So you're on the opposite side of the stage, let's say, uh, from Rolandir, where he entered in. Sure. And Brynjir? Brynjir, when he was observing Val, he... uh... Noticed that Val got up and went around the corner. He kind of went a couple different places and kind of assumed something was up. And so he he was still kind of biding his time in the shadows and going around checking things out. Yeah, your hiding place is definitely compromised by these crowds of refugees moving back to their homes and wagons for the night. Mm -hmm. So Mick sees Rolandir and will immediately kind of briskly approach him and will say, Rolandir, did you get to show? <laughs> Absolutely incredible time of my life. Yes, you're quite fantastic, Mick. Very impressive. Um, you seem to exit that wagon quite hurriedly. Do we need to get back to camp? Uh, that was my impression. Although now that you say it, I did find something quite odd just now. <laughs> Two of the refugees that we were assisting before just went into that wagon. Younger folk. Rolandier quickly takes a look at the wagon. Does it appear in any way unusual, or is it just one of the the many troubadour wagons? It looks like the dozen other wagons they have. Okay. Rolandier kind of lowers his voice a little bit. I have been getting the feeling something has not been right between Hayden and Florian. Val said he overheard something in the refugee camp... Between Hayden and Florian, some kind of deal, I'm not sure. But I just saw Hayden walk back here with some packs that looked loaded, full of things. I'm not sure what. And then he came back, seemed to be in some sort of a hurry, and didn't have them. This doesn't feel right, Mick. You don't say. I have no knowledge of this, but if you say something's up, I trust your intuition. Help me envision these wagons. Do they have doors on them, or are they just like fabric coverings? No, they have doors. They're full wooden construction. Okay. Do you think you could inconspicuously knock on the door, say you forgot something in there, mistake it for the wagon where you changed during the performance? We need to get a beat on what's going on in there. I'll do my best. Mick is going to follow the instructions of Rolandier, but we'll turn back and we'll say, hold my loot. A good excuse. I can 
try to look convincing with it. And he holds it rather awkwardly. He is going to move. He'll follow Mick right up until a couple paces away from where she's going to go into the uh, in, into the wagon and then stand a little bit offset from it. Mick will slowly approach the wagon and carefully and will give a couple of raps at the door and wait for somebody to answer. You get almost there and then you hear Florian's voice from behind you go, Ah, a beautiful show, a beautiful show. Mick, is it? Yes, that was your name. Ah, Ilaria had definitely talked you up and I will say you did not disappoint. No, not at all. <laughs> Thank you, Florian. You flatter me, especially being the leader of this excellent company. Uh, although I, I did seem to misplace my loot when I was getting changed. Do you mind if I... I, I I'm sorry, please excuse me. I have to go look for it. He actually puts a hand on your back and starts ushering you away from that wagon and says, Oh no, no worries at all. I will help you. We have... A hundred helping hands around here. <laughs> One happy family. We will find your loot. Perhaps you left it with Ilaria. Uh, perhaps I did. How about you go ask Ilaria, and I'll go find it in this wagon. Let's split up. That's the best way to find something that's lost, hmm? Which wagon are you pointing to? The one that you saw the people being put into? I, I can't remember. Which wagon am I trying to go to? Yeah, I think that is the one. You tell me. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Sorry. Which wagon am I going to? Where, where am any I? Wagon. Pick a wagon, any wagon. <laughs> Mick will be going towards the wagon that the kids went into and that Florin is trying to dissuade Mick to going towards. So His hand is resolute in not allowing you to turn back toward that wagon. As a quick note, when Florian approached Mick, Rolandier was close enough to observe and hear it. He kind of slithered his way around to the opposite side of that same wagon to try to avoid, you know, being seen if he happened to turn around. And he's holding Mick's loot very, um, out in the open. <laughs> Roll for stealth. Okay. Rolander got an 18. You... Somehow slip by unnoticed, and as you get to the back of the wagon where there's a bit of a window and opening looking in, you see huddled on the floor, actually, what you can only assume is maybe a mother and her two young sons, and then you see three other children, the boy and girl that Mick saw ushered in, and then another girl. Are they all refugees? They seem to all be refugees, yes. The mother, let's place her in her 30s, with her young sons, maybe only six and seven, whereas the other three kids are in their teens. And there's no one of the Troubadour camp that I can see inside of this. No, there is one person from the Troubadour camp inside. They seem to be inspecting them, like looking at their eyes, looking at their teeth, such and so forth. Gross. Okay, is there anything that identifies the wagons from each other or differentiates them from the other, or are they all pretty much just the same, generally looking maybe a little bit differently decorated, but like, it'd be hard to spot this one if it was in a lineup with all the rest of them, right? They're all similarly painted. They're all similarly constructed. A few of them sport different symbology on their sides, but this one looks the same as maybe two or three other wagons. Rallandir, as he's peeking in, he sees this. He is going to, on one of the sides, in what he tries to make an inconspicuous location, 
take out his dagger and just etch a small symbol into the painting or the, the wood. Right as you do that, you feel a hand on your shoulder. He's going to actually try to play it off casually as just like scraping it on the on the wagon to try to like get something off of it or you know like just playing with his knife. It's actually Ilaria and she says, "Come, come, the performance wasn't that bad, was it?" And Rolandia kind of just shrugs casually. It's not that. The, the performance was indeed magnificent, honestly. Good, good. You appear lost, little pup. Why don't we get you back to you and yours? She kind of makes a a faux listening gesture. She's like, I, I do believe I hear Mick just around. Why don't we? And she'll start to try to usher you back around to the front where Mick and Florian still are. Was there sufficient time that he could have made any sort of simple marking? Maybe a slash, but okay. nothing substantial. Okay. He'll He'll go along. He's not foolhardy enough to try to do anything by himself right now. So he's going to move without resistance. And as you reapproach Mick and Florian, Lilaria will just say, Why, Florian, I found this curious one just perusing around at the back here. I figured we wouldn't want him getting lost, especially in the nighttime. There are dangerous things outside the borders of camp, no? Honestly, I was trying to find Mick. She'd left her loot just lying in a field somewhere back there. Probably dropped it in the... And he walks towards Mick. Probably dropped it in the excitement. I know how you love the uh, the fanfare. Oh. And Florian goes, Ah, the mystery is solved then. No more need to poke around here. Ilaria, why don't you take these two back to stage, give them a little something for the road, and help them find their way back to their camp, yes? And the two of you have noticed that there are a good collection of about a dozen troubadours mulling around doing completely meaningless work, like carrying boxes to and fro. Like one will set down a box and move it, and then another will come back and just pick it up and put it exactly back where the other person had moved it, all of them giving you cursory glances. No need for any further hospitality, truly. It has been a pleasure to enjoy your show, your food, but we kind of nudging Mick. We must be back to our camp. It... It's going to be a long journey tomorrow. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Rolandia, for returning my belongings. If, uh, uh, Florian, Alaria, if you find anything of my possessions, please let me know. I'll just be over there at our encampment. Could have left something in one of these wagons. Who knows? <laughs> Why, of course, dear. We'll, we'll send someone back with it, of course. We do leave tonight, though. Oh, you do? You wouldn't mind me... Just doing one last look in our wagon, that... W- would you? Oh, that we changed in? No, please. And she points over to the one across the way. All right, then. Yes. Rolandir, would you mind that as I do that, perhaps you could go back to the camp? I, I won't be long. And Mick will kind of give this look, hopefully to Rolandir to pick up, hey, I don't actually want you to go back to the camp. <laughs> these are These are just wide eyes. <laughs> Rolander says do as you must Mickey but I do think we should all get our sleep quickly agreed it's been such a long day for you all and what a performance too I'm sure it is draining for all involved please please and Florian will switch hands from Mick to Rolander and start to usher you out from backstage meanwhile Ilaria then will Hold out her arm for Mick. Thank you for your hospitality once again. 
I appreciate it. And Mick will take her arm and we'll continue on with this plan that she thought was going to be awesome, but clearly is not. (laughs) (laughs) And Ilaria just will lead you back to the wagon where that you were already at before. Meanwhile, Rolandier then comes around the corner as Florian bids you goodbye face to face with Famak. Ah, Famak. Glad you waited for me. I have someone to accompany me back to camp. Do you know where the others are? No. In fact, I was actually waiting for Mick. Yes, yes. She'll be on her way shortly, and now turning to Florian, extending out a hand. Thank you again for everything tonight. You let her out of your sight. Florian has already walked away and just says, Good night, friends. There's also a good commotion, you know, scraping of wood and moving of things as the troubadour wagons that were kind of folded out to become these stages are reconsolidated. All right. Turning now quickly back to Mock. I thought she was going to come back with us, but she insisted on going back to her own. Doesn't matter. These troubadours are trafficking these refugees. Some of them looks to be five children, a mother of sorts don't know where they're going. They have their own purposes, I'm sure. I think Mick intends on doing something about it. I, of course, would like to, but I wanted to wait until we could discuss this as a group. Do you know where the others are? No, but I can help you find them. Luna and Val are not hard to see in the refugee camp. Okay. As your assumption, Laurel was correct. Luna intends to stay with the refugees. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Vamak... You stay here, keep an eye on whatever you can from back there. I'll rush back. I see Val and Luna. Where was the last place that you saw Mick? Mick was going back with Ilaria to check, he says in air quotes, the wagon that they had changed in. But I don't know what she intends to do, perhaps. I hope she doesn't cause a commotion yet, at least. I'll, I'll be right back. And he's going to then kind of abruptly leave to go directly to Val and Luna. Vamok's expression sours even more than usual, <laughs> and he's going to go towards uh, the wagons, towards the one, well, I guess he doesn't know which one Mick is in, and so he's going to go do some investigating of his own, trying to find Mick. These troubadours will actively block you uh, if you try to move behind the stage area, one of them just stepping in front of you and saying, why, sir, the performance has concluded. You need to go back to your own home now. Uh, we can provide you more food next time we come around, and perhaps some uh, better clothing as well, keep you situated and good. But please, uh, we have much work to do. We set out tonight, even. Please, let us work. Yes? I am simply here to collect my companion. She performed on stage tonight. I'm sure the Master of Ceremonies will see her safely return to you. But for now, this place is off-limits to those who are not of our group. And you hear you hear this little thump, like something being hit against a wooden wall in one of the nearest wagons. Whether or not that's the wagon that was where these people were being put into, you're unaware of. And you hear this voice, this woman's voice in a scolding tone, say something that you can't make out. And then from the front of the wagon, so how these wagons are situated in the back, there's the door and the little ramp that goes in. There's a wide and long body. Some of them have windows, some don't. And then at the front, there's a small opening 
And then that leads on to like the padded seats and whatnot, where then the horses would be hitched to and such. Through this opening in the front, a six-year-old boy crawls out and jumps onto the ground and starts running toward the stage. And you see one of the troubadours bolt after him and scoop him up, and the child starts to cry. Vamak, seeing that, looks at the man with a, with a very stern expression. What was that about? Oh, you know, children and their mothers. Why is a refugee child inside your wagon? Also because of their mothers? Refugee child? <laughs> no, no. This is one of ours. Vibak will look over at the child. Does it, in case he saw something wrong, were the refugee children and the troubadour children in the same rags or something? like? No, this child seems grimy and sickly. And two more of these troubadours flank the one that's blocking you. And one leans over and just says, Is there a problem here, Carl? And he says, Oh, no, no, no. Uh, my friend here was just inquiring after the safety of some of our children. A very responsible adult you are. <laughs> Why don't you find your way back to your camp, sir? What is this game that you are playing at? We have many games to play, uh... Though I'm sorry, but you've missed all of them. The festivities are over for the night. Vamak peers back at the wagons. Have the horses, like, been hitched? They're in the process of it, yes. Very well. Then I shall wait here for my companion. Do as you will. But please, do not impede our work. We have much to pack up and very little time to do it. What is the rush? Do you have somewhere to be? We are always on the move, yes. The performance is our livelihood. Ever onward and upward to the next one. Yes. I can tell that this is very lucrative for you. You must earn a pretty penny from these refugees. Perhaps all of the animal bones and leather from their table scraps are keeping you well fed. He gives a, a chuckle and smiles at you and... He'll just cross his arms and stand there. And the refugee camp up the way, Rolandir meets Val and Luna. Luna, who insists on continually helping these sick and elderly and injured. Oh, good. I saw you two just coming around stage. Anyways, we have a bit of a situation. I am trying to handle this as calmly and rationally as possible. But, and he lowers his voice again. Troubadours are trafficking some of the refugees. What? It's Luna <laughs> stands up. Yes, yes. It, that's we need to act quickly. But I, that's why I'm trying to find you and the C other calmly and, and rationally. And do what about it? And then from behind you, you just hear this voice. We could kill them, Corio. Like right behind you. In <laughs> <laughs> Rolander flashes her a smile. He's like, I know, but. I, that's that's the, that's what my body told me to do as soon as I saw that, and I tried to resist. Now, Vamok is trying to keep an eye on Mick. Mick is back there doing who knows what. What are we going to do? C can I go back there and do something about this, or what? I don't think starting a fight is going to end well. It, it was five children and a mother. I don't think all of them belong to her, but... If we're going to do something, it might be smarter to let them think that they've left successfully and follow. Uh, 
think we should do something now if we are going to do something it will only set us back if we have to backtrack they will not be hard to follow come morning no but it will not be uh productive i mean follow immediately not wait until tomorrow just let them not be next to the camp of more at-risk individuals no we need to do something now Relander just kind of looks at Val and shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> this is your girlfriend. She said it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you propose, Luna? Well, even without intent and such, a good lot of us are capable fighters. You want to fight? Well, where's Hayden in all this? He was party to it. Yeah, I saw him bringing several packs back to the troubadours and leaving without them, I... I don't know how, but... What do you mean he was party to it? I mean he agreed to it, Luna. I surmise it's payment for the food. Luna's face is like beet red and her fists are clenched and shaking. Now, now, look, I I agree. We need to do something quickly. I think we stand a much smaller chance of actually doing anything if we wait until they're on the road. I agree, and whatever we do includes Brynjir and his axe. I don't think, surprisingly, that an all-out war with these troubadours is necessarily the best option either. They are a bunch of pansy performers, no offense to your own mick, but I don't believe they will stand up much in effect. Perhaps they would be willing to trade for something else. If we could try to negotiate with them. And what exactly do we have to trade? Hmm? I don't know, Corio. <laughs> <laughs> Their continued existence. I honestly think our best chance here lies in numbers. We have these refugees who we're not putting them to fight, don't you worry, but cause a scene, a little bit of chaos, perhaps one of... Did the troubadours only have wagons, or had there been any, like, tents set up in addition to this? There had only been wagons, and in fact, as you ponder such and say such, you see Mick returned to Vamak across the green... And then the majority of these wagons start to pull back out toward the road. If we're going to act, it had better be now. Rolandir is just going to give them all a final look. All right. Well, I'm going over. And he just starts booking it towards the direction of where the wagons are moving. And you're immediately stopped by Hayden, who just intercepts you and puts a hand on your chest and says, Don't. I beg you, don't. Why? Some, wait, someone has to do something. I don't want to judge or blame you for anything that position you were in, but we can do something. No, you can't. Something's been done. Unless you have food for the road for however long it takes to get to these camps. Don't do anything. You have to understand. We were barely surviving until you came along. And even now, with or without your help... We won't last to these camps that we've heard rumor of. But now we will. They went of their own accord. Please. No more blood. What do you stand to lose if we go and reclaim them? Is this some sort of ongoing deal, then? No. But we can't feed them. And they'll die. Or someone else will. We've just enough to make the last leg of the journey. Just enough to get us to the camps. And what happens to them? I don't know. I'm hoping they grow up with a bit of song and dance in the heart, but I couldn't bloody tell you. And Hayden starts to cry. 
Rolandier's going to push past him. He's not, like, running towards them. He's just going to go meet up with Vamok and Mick. And Hayden will just, please, please, no more blood. No more blood. Vamok and Mick come toward you. And as that happens, Mick will say to Rolandier, understanding uh, in the context of the situation, will say, I tried to hold them off for as long as I could, but I was forced to leave. I'm sorry, Rolandia. It's a sour situation. Hayden's convinced it was for the best anyways. Says they went off willingly to provide for themselves as well as the rest of his group. I honestly think if we start interfering, we're just imposing what we presume to be a better will in a situation that honestly might not be all that bad. And he's going to turn, give one final look back to the others, Hayden and Val and Luna, and he's just going to head off to their own campsite. Mick is going to call call out to Rolandir as he's walking away and just ask, Well, is there nothing that we can do? He turns slightly over his shoulder. We can do something. But I don't think we should. Not this time. Vamak, after like hearing this, doesn't seem ultra upset. You know, it's not like he's over here smiling. When is he ever? But uh, he doesn't seem super phased. He just kind of has the, a blank, slightly sour expression on his face. Mick quickly turns her attention away from Vamok and will briskly walk towards the rest of the group, which I assume she can see not too far off from where she is. Yes, save for Corio, who wordlessly follows Rolandir and Vamok back to camp. Luna is still fuming, and though she's staring daggers in between Hayden and the departing troubadours, Hayden appears just utterly defeated and then he'll slowly move away from the lot of you not saying anything more and Luna you can almost hear her grinding her teeth beside you Val I don't think there's anything I can say no I don't think so either and then Mick arrives and as Mick arrives she's going to address both Luna and Val and will say I I don't understand why do we mean not to save them? I don't understand. It's not that we don't mean to, it's that we can't. Can't, please! We have twice the skills of those troubadours. <laughs> and what what would we contribute to the world by killing all of them and taking these children whoa, back? Whoa, whoa, Nick? whoa, whoa, did I say killing all of them? No! Do you think for one second that is not what that would turn into if we went out there? Mick's really going to pause for a second realizing the consequences of every single, pretty much every single confrontation we've had with others. <laughs> Insert flashback clip show to moment of death for every enemy you've ever faced. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. 160 episodes. I don't know. 180, The whole whatever. podcast just replays again from this point. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. I, I really do, but I... What about just the three of us? I think that we can control ourselves. I think that there's... I Please don't tell me that there is no hope for these children. We've just spent hours, well, some of us, you included, Luna, helping these refugees. And honestly, this is your conclusion? 
that we can't help them anymore? Luna looks up at you with fire in her eyes. And she says, don't you dare place this on me. You know that if I could, if it wouldn't bring the wrath of egg down upon us in an instant, I would rend them to pieces with the splinters of their own wagons. But I, I, I can't without endangering us and what, what we have to do. And, and Hayden said that, that, well, they wouldn't even have the food if they came back and they wouldn't have uh, enough to get to the camp. And, and that's, that's what's important is they, is that the ones here that, that they, they need to reach the camp. Otherwise they'll, they won't survive. They only have, they only have enough for, for, and Luna just will then stop talking abruptly and walk out of this little circle of yours and back across the road to your camp proper. Val will give Mick uh, an expression of like, I'm so very sorry about the scenario in which we find ourselves. It's a very quick look. And he goes immediately after Luna. Mick will linger for a little bit after both of them have walked on to, to our camp and will slowly schlump kind of back to the camp, just kind of giving in to the reality that nobody is able to or willing to to risk their lives or others to help these children. We'll kind of accept that. You hear the smallest voice call after you as you pass the last of these refugee wagons and you look and see that it's Hayden and he just says, can't can't do anything. Sorry. I'm sorry. Mick will look into the eyes of Hayden with a deep sadness also and we'll just give a little look towards him we'll purse her lips and we'll turn on her heel and continue back towards the camp and he continues talking whether to himself or after you as you go you just hear his words fading they would have died if they stayed we would have all died if they stayed there's not enough food there's not enough water there's not enough house. we have to just fades out as you walk back to your camp across the road 